Blog Talk Radio.
Good morning, everybody. Welcome into this fifth quarter radio show on Southern Sports Central on Block Talk Radio. My name is Will Porter. Alongside me is Richie Altman. And, man, I am so happy, so happy to be a Saluda Tiger right now. They they take down the Barnwell War Horses in State 2A competition last night. Um, it crushed them, I think, 39 to 14. That's a 25-point differential. And um, the Tigers came to play, Richie. 
Yeah, it was a great game. You know, I had a chance to watch this, Will, and uh, you know, we're excited to, to come at you live this morning. And, again, if you'd like to dive in here with us, uh, I, I want to keep the lines open, 323-784-9681. Uh, I will say this. Uh, we're, we're trying to work some things out. Originally, we were going to take this thing on the road, so we decided to stay in the studios until 10 and then hit the road. So we had to set everything back up here in the studios. Uh, so we apologize for some dead silence there, but we're good. We're running and we're up and uh, doing our thing. So at nine o'clock, uh, we will get the kids from t- uh, Texas. That's right. We got two football players that play high school football on Friday nights in the state of Texas. That's going to be exciting uh, to have them on. Um, and uh, again, uh, if you're just joining us in, kind of give you an idea of what's going on. Uh, but but the exciting thing is, is it's it's high school football. It's Friday nights. It's Saturday. And to me, I like the aspect of playing on a Friday night. I love the aspect of of uh, of getting under those lights. I get it. They were admitted at college, but it fits though. Think about it. The schools are a little smaller, so that stadium's a little bit smaller. Ten thousand people feels that fast. And at Benedict, of course, uh, that's what they saw last night. Ten thousand people sitting in the stands, raising their hands and doing their things. Uh, I thought was great. And I am proud of Saluda. Again, underdogs taking care of business. I'm pretty sure Greasy Floyd was the favorite there. And uh, they were defending state champions and won a football, and they won as well, uh, Will. But, again, good football Friday night. Excited to see the fireworks show. I, I don't know if you guys had a chance to see it. Go over to our Twitter page, at SO Sports Central, and you can check it out because uh, as they're coming back through town, man, how cool is it? Fireworks are going off. The fans are there. It reminded me every bit of Remember the Titans. Yeah, a little fun fact about Saluda, Richie, is that there's a there's a traffic circle. It's a huge traffic circle um, that that separates really uh, Saluda um, from Lexington County, and so that that's the first line of um, first line of road that you come in uh, going back into Saluda from from Lexington or from Columbia. And so I think it was just awesome for um, for just the fan base that didn't make it to the game, or even the ones that they left beforehand to put this on to like to put on this show and then yeah it, it's awesome it, it, it leaves me with a lot of pride uh for my town for my for my team my my hometown that i've uh been been supportive of and just absolutely loved uh this entire time and um you know my my i think one of one of a dear friend of mine a cousin of my cousin actually said uh don't ever forget the days that we went two and eight and and that was not that long ago. And then for for Coach Young, Coach Stuart Young, uh, the head coach of that of that Saluda Tigers team, for him to rally the troops and to continue to fight and to push harder each and every day, each and every year, uh, is is just absolutely incredible. And we have our first caller, and I, I do want to say this is that this cat is from Saluda. So uh, we're just gonna we're gonna roll right with it. Good the morning. Welcome to Southern Sports Central. I think we got you coming in from Saluda. Who's with us? Hey, Richie. Yes, sir. Good morning. Hey, you, hey this this uh this is Joe, ma'am. I'm not from hey, Saluda. I'm from hey, Somerville. But, uh, See, that's hey, what man, happens when Will, Will gets excited, man. He still has a Saluda hat on, man. I didn't even know Saluda's colors until he walked into the studios, and he's been he's so excited, man. He's been talking to half his town all morning. It was at it was, it was it's that S man, it's that S. You know, it's got them all like Saluda, <laughs> Somerville, it's all it's all good, but man, what's up what's up, Richie? What's up, Will, man? Uh man, this uh gotta be a great feeling waking up uh 
You know, we we like waking up on Saturday mornings after just any kind of win, but man, how about after a state championship, huh? You know, knocking off Barnwell like that. Barnwell's good. I mean, you coach, you know all about that. We talk a lot about programs around the, the the state of South Carolina. We always bring up Somerville. We bring up the Berkeleys. You bring up the Irmos, of course, Gaffneys, but we sometimes don't really pay attention to some of the guys in the one, the twos, and the threes. Of course, Dylan's going to play today. Myrtle Beach will play today. Uh, a lot of those teams getting after Wren's coming back in and around doing their thing, but Saluda now putting their name in the cap since 1960s. Uh, haven't been around in a while, but here they are taking down a powerhouse like Barnwell, Coach. Yeah, you know, um, God, you know, everybody around, you know, statewide, you know, everybody knows about Barnwell. Uh, you know, everybody, you know, just been been a, a two A powerhouse last couple of years. But man, the the other two A schools, man, you know, it's kind of like what happened in in I won't say five A, but it used to be four A. With uh, you know, you had a couple of teams that that dominated every year, and then everybody else kind of looked around and said, "All right, if we want to get to that point, what are we going? You know, what do we have to do to get there?" And so, uh, you know, teams like Barn will dominate. And, you know, two A and like you know, or or an Abbeville or something like that, and you know, you know, teams like kind of looked around. You know, Chad, you know, Greer over at Oceanside said, "Man, this is what we got to do if we in you know want to compete." You know, and and uh, you know, they were hanging right there. A couple of turnovers. You know, they'd have been playing last night, but uh, you know, then then like Woodland. You know, I mean, they just the teams are starting to figure out what they got to do, and and like Saluda, you know, just like you said, man, you know, Coach Young there just just man, what do we got to do in order to get there to get where we want to get? And, uh, man, he got them there. And it was great, like I heard y'all say coming in, you know, about the fireworks. Um, man, that and it took me right back to, um, you know, 19 I, – I was a kid in 1986. 86, I can remember being a kid. And uh, we won a state championship, and uh, we came back into Somerville. Uh, they took the team – um, it's like the whole town, you know, the town was still shutting down. I mean, you were before Fort Dorchester and, and obviously Asher Ridge and all that. But, uh, man, the town was just, like, shut down. To, we took the party from williams Bryce Stadium on the Astro Turf of williams Bryce Stadium back to uh, John McKissick Field. And uh, it was, like, the very, like, next year after that, is, uh, or the year or two after that is when they named the field after my granddad. But, uh, man, they had a huge, like, party fireworks display. You know, there were no rules on fireworks then, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, man, they were shooting fireworks off right in the middle of the stadium. And, uh, man, it was just uh, seeing Saluda like that, man, brought back that, that that old school hometown feel, man, just the town rallying around a team celebrating. Man, just to be able to see that on, on Twitter and, uh, you know, be able to you – know, that's the great part. That's what I love about, like, social media, when they can share – you can, like, experience that kind of stuff, what, what a town is going through, a celebration and a school like that. And, uh you know, then also like Green Sea Floyd's, man, they just continue to flex their muscles in that, that single A. But the, uh, you know, so congratulations to them and those guys too. But, man, that was awesome seeing Saluda win because, uh, man, Will, like you said, man, don't forget those teams that were back in two and eight, you know. And then, uh, you know, everybody's like, you know, even like David Sheldon, like, man, I ain't never even been to Saluda. Where's Saluda at? You know, but they're putting it on the map now, especially with the way uh, – Social media is and Twitter and blowing up, man. Everybody's gonna know about Saluda now. And uh, I tell you what, uh, boy, I got some good friends uh, at Barnwell. You know those that coaching staff and man, they've had some great teams the last couple of years. But I guarantee you, they knew where Saluda's at because they found out last night. Oh yeah, absolutely, Coach. This is Will, by the way. And um, the, like we we have, um, I'm pretty sure that 
Barnwell had Abbeville's number. And, of course, Abbeville was the defending uh, state champions from the upper state. And I can remember the days of when Saluda would, would always go to Abbeville. So, so here's the thing about the, the rivalry between the Saluda Tigers and the Abbeville Panthers. Saluda and Abbeville are both in the same region. And for the past, I would say, five years, um, we'll, we'll even go, we'll go back past four years if you don't count this year. The past four years, Abbeville has had a, like an eight-game winning streak against Saluda because they have, they have gone to a Hype Stadium up in Abbeville, and they have lost. There have been some close games. There have been some blowouts. But Saluda could just never get past the hump that was Abbeville for the regular season to win the region or to become upper state champions because it would always come down to that final round. It, just how, it was just how the, the championships were seeded. And so then Saluda, this, this past weekend, finally gets a chance. Um, they, they're a dangerous team. They, they lost to Abbeville um, in the regular season, so that really gives Abbeville a home field advantage uh, going into the playoffs. And so then Saluda goes into Abbeville, and they're down at halftime, I think, 21-7. to 7, Or, yeah, I think it was 21-7. to 7. Um, The news trucks like WIS, who, uh, who hails from the Midlands, they, they left at about halftime because they were thinking, oh, well, Abbeville is going to uh, keep this game in check. And then they finally um, – and then something just uprooted. And Saluda was able to come back the way that they did. And uh, amid a, a strong team in Abbeville, and they win that game to go to the Upper State Championship. I, I think that that was just a testament to the heart that the Tigers had for all of these years. And for, for these seniors who have been in that, in that place time and time again, and for them to finally get over, um, to get over and to fight their demons that were the Abbeville Panthers, to make it to a state championship, and then want it that badly and to beat Barnwell by 25 points. That, to me, is the most incredible storyline that I can think of. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you look at the – I mean, forever when you look back at this season, it's like, for them, I mean, you knocked off Abbeville. I mean, Abbeville. I mean, that's like the, the standard of, like, the, the 2A football – you know, I mean, the, the powerhouse, you know, year after year, man, it, like you said, to, to go to their place and do that in a semifinal game and then uh, then to turn around and have to knock off uh, uh, Barnwell, man, it's kind of like the, the, the miracle on ice, you know. You knock off the, you know, the Russians in the semifinal, but then you still got to show up and play the final, you know. And, uh, man, to have two back-to-back games like that, man, just to bring it against Barnwell like that. Um, you know, Richie, I believe you saw Barnwell play last week, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Will and I made that trip last week, man. We we went up there, watched, uh, you know, of course, Keegan Williams, uh, who was the leading rusher down here in our area, uh, run around a good bit. But they had a great, grand plan, a great game plan for these guys. And uh, very good. I mean, their quarterback over there, Barnwell, is really good. He came on the show with us this past week and did a great job with us on air. But, you know, it, it's one of those things, Coach, you and I know. We've seen it firsthand. We've played the game. You've coached this game for, for many years on many different levels. Now as the head coach over at Somerville High School. Uh, so you've seen a lot of this kind of stuff. But sometimes, man, you can teach these kids a lot of things, but you can't teach them the heart that they'll bring into it. And you just wonder, 
was the heart that night. Well, it was. It had to be bigger for Saluda than it was uh, for Barnwell. These kids come in here, and sometimes not knowing better is sometimes better, right? You know, you get somebody with experience and, and all that. They have these habits. Well, Saluda's never been here before. Well, and if they have been, these kids weren't even a thought in, in, in the eyes of. So they come in. They're excited. They're ready to rock and roll. And, and they did exactly what I thought, uh, you know, they had a chance to do. We talked about it this week, all week, that, hey, look, the underdog is kind of, uh, you know, in 2A football, man, it's a whole different ball game than it is another football. Again, 1A is kind of the same thing. But uh, you look at Saluda, they really, I thought, did coach everything that they uh, they needed to do, and that was punch them in the mouth early and keep the foot down on the throat and keep running it, and they did, man. Every time I turned around, the ball was on the ground, and Saluda was putting it on the other direction. That's what you got to do to get the win. Yeah, you know, the um... – yeah, so just, you know, that, that ball, it's like, uh, like uh, the, the ball, you know, my granddad said it all the time, man, that ball ain't round. It's going to bounce funny ways. And, and uh, you got to be lucky to win state championships, too. You know, you hear that a lot from, from coaches. Uh, even the great teams, you know, you got to have that ball bouncing your way. And, uh, you know, it's, when you look back on it after you, you win a championship, you say, man, we were, we, you know, that ball, you know, we were lucky this game. You got lucky. So, you, you know, luck does play a part in it, you know, but, but that ball bouncing your way. But, uh, man, I, I love the atmosphere, uh, kind of the um, – not to change the subject here, but, you know, to, that they play at Benedict College, you know. Um, right. It's a, it's a smaller atmosphere, but, man, it allows those, those, those towns that, that shut down like a, like a, a Saluda or a Barnwell and all those folks go to, to a stadium like that and just pack it out, you know. Whereas if there would have been like at Williams Bryce Stadium, uh, you know, it just, you know, they would have filled up, you know, a little bit, kind of half their side of being a bunch of empty seats. But I think there's a better atmosphere in a stadium like Benedict when they can just pack it out, you know, and you get that, like you said, Richie, right at the beginning, man, you still get that Friday night high school feel, but just in a little bit bigger setting, you know, and um, and 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 of course, like you know, with, with Green Tea you know, they had two games there last night so you're getting fan bases from four teams you know i bet that place was like man packing and rocking and and great to see uh you know just the different sides you know pull for their teams but uh you know um yeah the high school league you know decided to do that a couple of years ago put the like the 1a 2a teams that benedict and then today you got three four and five a you know playing at, at williams Bryce stadium but uh you know you you'll see some you know one, one thing um um they, they need to to address is uh, like today, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a fantastic day, man. It's such a, a long process to get to the state championship. And I mean, if you, you know, the teams that win the state championship, man, it's like they get to shake hands with the opponent and then they get them off the field. You know, like, all right, get off the field. Next team's up. Man, they don't even get to celebrate on the field, you know? And it's like, man, you did all that hard work, man. You're in williams Price Stadium, you know, you want to like celebrate with your team. You know, they give you a chance to do like a team picture and all that, but, but man, you do, they don't let the fans on the field. They, you know, it's just kind of the team and get off and and move on next game up. You know, kind of deal. And I realize they have to do that. But man, I think it takes away a little bit from from the the, the celebration part of it. You know, I mean, so you know, if they're you know, it might might not be a, a bad idea to kind of spread these games out. You know, I know they're doing it over Friday, Saturday, and stuff like that. But but man, allow these teams to celebrate with their fans a little bit more. I mean, you know, Richie, right there in Somerville, one of the best parts of of uh, of, of the game, you know, is, is after a win, is man, letting the kids run around the field, man, letting the all the, the parents and all the fans on the field just kind of interact with the players. And, you know, especially in a moment like a state championship, 
you know, and, and, and so I would like to have this problem. I ain't, I'm not complaining, you know, as a, as a state, cha- you know, to win a state championship, but I think, uh, you know, for the teams that they get there, they should have that opportunity, but that's just a little, little side note. And, and, uh, you know, I know those teams, uh, are, are certainly happy and they don't mind celebrating in the parking lot with your fans, but I wish they could, uh, spread out a little bit more and, uh, allow those fans on the field. I mean, just have to have that moment with their, their players and their coaches and, you know, their families and all that. And, you know, let them give them a, an hour on the field, you know, I mean, you know, give whatever time, you know, they need to take pictures to do all that. Cause it's so important. You know, you know, I mean, it's just a, it's, yes, it's one they're going to remember in their minds forever, but man, let them get those pictures, man. Let them put that stuff all over their Twitter page and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. So that's just my opinion, but, uh, you know, maybe they could, they could spread these games out a little bit more or, uh, maybe not, you know, I know the high school league has to pay Williams Bryce a lot of money and, you know, but, uh, you know, it is special playing on that field. But man, I just wish there was a way they could, uh, you know, spread that thing out a little bit more, even if they had like uh, maybe, a, you know, those two games like last night, you know, maybe have like, you know, I know they're, they're, you know, there's a lot more into it than what I'm talking about. But, uh, man, I don't know. It's just my opinion. We all think about that. No, I, I agree with you, Coach. I said this earlier, too, is that the one thing I love is getting 10,000 people inside Benedict College had a lot more impact than it did 10,000 people that have sat at Williams Bryce Stadium. You know, it just has more of that closed-in feeling. And the one thing about Somerville, to kind of touch on what you, me, and Will get a chance to experience on Friday nights, is that you get that, that I would say, feeling the, the nostalgic part of, of, of Somerville. There is no track around Somerville. So you're literally on top of the field. There's a lot of things that make each stadium different. Each thing, I would say, kind of uh, special, if you will. And that's something I think last night that made that game, even though these kids probably said, man, we deserve to play in Williams-Brice Stadium. Trust me, you know, when we went to Barnwell last week, Southern Sports Central sat in the, uh, up in the sky looking down on the field. How impactful was it to see a smaller stadium packed out with people standing like it used to be back in Somerville? You remember – early back in, I guess, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and even in the 90s, where people were standing around the fence lines and they were standing around the concession stand. And the fans were just, they, they never sat down. And that's what Barnwell was like. It was every bit of that. And that's 2A football. That's 1A football because, you know, there's just nothing to do on a Friday night. There's nothing to do. I mean, you know, Salute is like that, he's telling me. And, of course, they, you know, they do have a huddle house. We learned that this week, Coach, by the way. They don't have it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We, yeah, but small towns do what? They bring small town charms. In Somerville, even though we've, we've upgraded, we've got a nice little water fountain in the middle of our town, and uh, it, it, it's, it's bubbling and doing its thing, and we've got an ice skating rink. We still have a parade on, on, on homecoming. You know, teams don't do that anymore, Coach, and, I, and I'm glad to see that you're running this shit because be somebody else, that might have gone away as well. And, and the one thing you've been able to do is maintain the legacy and the standards, right, and all the historical things that represent Somerville football. And, and to me, that's what makes Somerville football so special. We talked about it at the banquet on Thursday night. It's what separates us is the things that we do, not always on the field, but around the field and off the field. And you're seeing that still happening in 1A, 2A, and I'll even go as high as 3A football. 4A football, the towns are a little bit bigger. 5A football, they're, they're big. There's a lot more distraction, a lot more things happening. So good for these guys to go to school like you saw last night at Benedict. The guys that covered it, of course, you had JB from SC Varsity. You had David Shelton up there. A lot of guys doing it, and I think that's amazing to get the attention they still were able to get. Yeah, you know, you talk about how 
town grow and, and summer goes nice, nice town, but you know, uh, look at how it, how it grows, you know, how it's grown out of that small town feel. I mean, we got three schools within six miles of each other, um, you know, that are three of the top seven um, schools in attendance in the entire state within six miles of each other. You know, I mean, Somerville and Ashton Ridge and Fort Dorchester are three of the top seven. You know, Somerville, actually, this year, we moved up to number two behind Watson. You know, wow. we, we actually attendance-wise have moved ahead of Dorman. You know, so now Dorman's number three, and then you got Ashley Ridge is number five, and Fort's number seven. You know, so you got three of the top seven schools attendance-wise. You know, you know they keep. Uh, you know, it's just too many people. Uh, I kind of laugh. Uh, you know, you see too many people talk about uh, what a wonderful place it is to live down down here in the Low Country and. Uh, Everybody moves in. Everybody's moving in, just making our schools uh, schools bigger. We can keep having to split schools. So, you know, it, it is nice to know that there's there's still those uh, small town, you know, 1A, 2A schools where there's nothing to do on a Friday night, you know, and there's uh, except go to the football game. And as football people, you know, we we appreciate that, you know, and and, and you know, there's only a. You know, in, in our town and, you know, around Somerville and all that, there's only still a small handful of people where, you know, it, it, it's our couple thousand people, you know, and that's a small sample size, you know, compared to how many people actually live in Somerville and, you know, around around North Charleston area, you know, um, that go to Friday night football. But you take a town like Saluda or Barnwell, I mean, you're talking like 90% of the town is at the football game. I mean, you're talking like in Somerville, yeah, we may have five, six, eight thousand people there, but that's like five percent of the population. You know what I mean? So it's like it's it's, it's nice to know, man. It, it would have to be, you know, it, it's part of me. That's I guess that's why I mean, my favorite movie is Hoosier. You know that whole small town basketball travel with the team. You know because uh, that's just kind of you know ingrained in me, and that's just uh, you know I've heard so many stories from my granddad and my grandma, just you know, all those people, and that's that's just how things were, like you said, in the 60s and 70s and even into the 80s and stuff like that. So, uh, um, you know, it's, uh, man, just congratulations to those guys, those uh, people that live in those small towns to be able to celebrate with your team. Because, man, I'm, I'm jealous. I ain't going to lie. This is always a tough day for me. Uh, you know, championship Saturday, uh, where if you celebrate high school championships or you're looking at the colleges, you know, they're celebrating, you know, their, their conference championships and, and stuff like that. And, you know, it's a, it's a tough day as a football coach uh, because, you know, there's only a few teams that get to finish their season with a win, you know, and uh, everybody else has to finish uh, their last game of the season with a loss. And uh, so, you know, it, it's a tough day for, for everybody else. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we all got to work a little bit harder and, you know, have that ball bounce our way a little bit in, in order for us to, to finish, finish on top. So, you know, uh, it is a tough day. It's fun to talk about. You know, there's some good matchups and all out there. But, uh, man, for, for those of us that aren't there, you know, we don't even want to go. You know, it's like a couple of coaches were asking me, say, well, maybe you want to go up and watch the state championship? Man, hell no. I want to go watch that. I only want to go when I'm there, you know, playing in it. Because it, it's, it's hard to watch because, you know, you, everybody just wants to be there. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, I know a lot of people like to go watch good games and stuff like that. But, man, it's hard to go – Go watch the state championship, and 
you know, it's kind of like those guys, uh, NFL guys, they don't want to go go watch the Super Bowl. They want to play in the Super Bowl. We're live right now with Coach Joe Call, the head coach of the Somerville Green Wave, and you know that we are based in Somerville, and so I, I think it's appropriate that, uh, you know, he calls in and joins the show and talks a little bit of uh, small-town football. And I tell you, if you want to call in, anybody that's uh, listening from Saluda or Barnwell or, or anywhere, uh, please feel free to give us a call at 323-784-9681. Coach, I, I want to talk from a from a football perspective. Um, talk about uh, the quarterback, Noah Bell, from Saluda. He is a Mr. Football finalist. He went – 23 or no 25 of 29 in passing 372 yards five touchdowns that's right five and he rushed for 98 yards and a touchdown himself and one of his receivers uh dallin wright said when we this is quoted when he when we were on the field one of uh their linebackers talking about barnwell said we never seen a quarterback that can run like that and was so tough like that noah bell is one of the greatest quarterbacks in south carolina history and, I mean, just just the, the high praise from one of his receivers and his, his stats show that as well. And you, Coach Call, from, from a coaching perspective, I think I, I can speak for all coaches that, that that's the quarterback that you want on your team. Absolutely. Um, man, I, for, for everybody that's listening, uh, for, for this be recorded, maybe playback later. People need to, to understand what I'm about to say. In football, it starts and stops with your quarterback. You have got to have a guy at that position, no matter what level of football, where you're at, you got to have a guy. There's and that there, there's only one quarterback on that field. You know, the teams that say, well, we got two quarterbacks, we're two-quarterback system, or any, that ain't going to work. There's got to be one guy who has every bit of all those attributes you just, just talked about, all those, you know, characteristics, man, that leadership, that toughness, that work ethic. Man, the guy that, that's not afraid to, you know, is not, not, you know, bored by, you know, going to sit in the film room for hours. You know, a guy who – who's going to ask the right questions, a guy who's not afraid to be coached, you know, a guy who's not afraid of the weight room, who's not going to to, to miss practice, a guy who's, you know, who's going to work those hours with, like, the Perry Ors of the world, um, you know, to just not think that, you know, they've ever arrived. You know, you're always, always improving. And, um, you know, who at the end of the year – you know, when their season's over, no matter what, what level, high school, college, you know, that they start back over with the, the basic fundamentals of, of, of feet, hands, shoulders, eyes, and ears, head position. You know, and, and that's that's what what it takes in order to be a quarterback. You got to be, you got to live it every single day. Well, every single day, if you want to be a great quarterback, you got to do something every single day to be a better quarterback. And, and a lot of people think, well, just because you have a good athlete or a kick has got a good arm and all that kind of stuff, that they're your quarterback. No. It takes a guy like Noah Bell, man, I mean, to, 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 to do those things. And I don't even know the kid, but but to, to see what he does and the way he operates and the way he works and to hear what other coaches that 
that compete against him say about him and what his own coaches say about him, you know he's that type of kid. You know he's that type of kid. Man, you look at the, the great teams right now, man. Look at the great teams that are left in college football. Look at the best teams in the NFL. Man, look at the teams that are still standing in high school football. Man, they're led by the quarterback. You know, why was, you know, Goose Creek had a lot of good good players. Yeah, but Manny led the charge on that. You know, look look back to, to for us last year. Man, we had some great players at Somerville. But, man, Jonathan Bennett was that type of kid. You know, and, and just look at, at and all the way across the board, man, when the best teams have the best quarterback. And if you got a quarterback, you got a chance. And uh, and then that's one of those things, like, you know, I'm so glad that, like, Terry Orr, uh, a, a guy that, that we have at Somerville, you know, Christian Hart, you know, who are, who are taking these young kids at a young age, you know, coming right at that, that seventh into eighth grade year, you know, and taking these kids and saying, hey, let's find out who's going to be that dude. You know, who's got it in them? You know, because everybody wants their kid to be a quarterback. You know, every, every, every coach that has a kid that plays, a lot of times their kid's a quarterback. Why? Because that kid understands what it takes in order to be good. And a lot of the coaches' kids are, you know, are, are good, even if they're, they're kind of average talent. Man, I was average mm-hmm. talent. Man, I wasn't fast. I ain't tall, you know what, but but I, I watched and learned from my granddad, you know, and under Jerry Nettles, you know, a quarterback guru of, of what it takes in order to, to to be a quarterback, you know, to be that leader. You know, it's just, it's things that you, you got, you know, it's the thousands and thousands and thousands of, of hours that you have to put in that nobody and, uh, man, and, and, and these guys that are, you know, I mean, and, and really, like, right there in, in Saluda, they, they had a guy that that's willing to do that. You know, and it, it's guys like him that other people will now look at and say, I want to be like that guy. I want to break his record. I would, you know, and he just didn't show up on the scene, and all of a sudden he's got all the talent in the world, and he just led him to a state championship. No. I guarantee you that kid has worked hours and hours, man, behind the – behind the scenes, man, when nobody's watching, man, all that kind of, you know, all those coaching cliches and talks and all that kind of stuff. But, man, it's uh, that's what it takes, man. I just – if, if man, if people can just understand what, what I just said and listen to that, and, man, if there's, there's kids out there that want to be a quarterback and they, they want to be great, well, how do you do it, man? That's it right there. What I just said, man, don't be scared to put hours in. Hey, Richie. I've told you before, man, you want to be, you know, on the radio. Man, you want to be the, the best guy out there on radio. Man, you got to put hours in. Man, you got to put – you got to study these kids. You got to study the games. Man, you got to understand, you know, how, how to, to roll on the radio. And, you know, and, and that's in any profession. But, man, especially, like, when you're talking football, you got to do that in the quarterback uh, position. You know, other other positions can just, you know, you can, you can play – you know, you you got to work that too, but man, you got to be and do those those extra things, those extra things to be extraordinary. And um, you know that is, is for a quarterback, that's where it starts, right there, being being willing to do all that those extra things. Live well, right now with our head coach on staff here, Coach Joe Call. I'm Rich Yellman, of course, uh, Will Porter here uh, on the fifth quarter show, a special championship edition here. And why not? Why wouldn't we bring in Coach Call? He played for the legendary Coach uh, McKissick. Ten. 
state championship. They know a lot about winning here at Somerville. It's a huge deal. So for me, I'll say this, Coach, uh, it's very fitting to have you in here today as a co-host here with myself and Will and just talking about some things. Uh, and, and you're right. Here, here's the fun part. Uh, for me, uh, for me, of course, uh, I do take it personal. And I'm teaching Will the same practice here. you got to practice what you preach and get in and do some, do, do some teaching. But for me, it's, I do come to practices. I don't just go to Somerville. I know if they're going to play another team, I try to get over there and learn about them and, uh, you know, try to talk to as many coaches as I can. And, you know, uh, everybody's like, man, that's pretty cool. You get to breathe, eat, and sleep sports. Well, that's true, but I do breathe, eat, and sleep this stuff here. As I was up until about 2 o'clock this morning working on the show to make sure that I can help Will and produce it for him and get him the guests that he needs to get. Like, for example, today we're going all the way to Temple High School. That's in Temple, Texas. We're going to get a quarterback uh, number one, and there's backup quarterback who's also a safety. Uh, they're going to come in and talk about Friday Night Lights from Texas. How big is that coming right outside of Dallas? And, and uh, these kids, that their stadiums look bigger than what we've seen from colleges, Coach. Yeah, man, that's great. Just to uh, reach out, man, get that, that perspective and, and bring it into the, the people that are listening here. But, man, that's what y'all doing at Southern Sports Central, man. You're, you're, you're growing it and, and pushing it out there and uh, – and spreading it out, spreading your wings out, and it's uh, man, that'll be uh, be interesting. I look look forward to to listening to, to those guys talk and, and hear what they got to say about you know some some Texas high school football and you know with the passing of my granddad this past week, you know there was a couple coaches out in Texas I never even heard of, you know that has heard of Coach McKissick. But uh, you know it's uh, the the high school football you know high school football nation let's call it you know is it, out there and. Uh, you know, certainly spread spread wings out there to all the way out to Dallas, Texas is uh, man, that, that's pretty cool. Hey, Coach, um, it's Will Porter here again, and I, I just wanted to um, bring bring this last point on, or, or one of the last points here that you you mentioned about Noah Bell being being a leader, and that and that's exactly what he is. Um, you know, despite him being the the youngest of three boys, um, and and all three of them, they they played. Uh, I, I think that they played both uh, two sports. The oldest played uh, football. I think he was a receiver. Um, he graduated in 2013, and and he also played baseball. Same same with his uh, the middle brother, the second one, and then in, in insert Noah Bell, whose offensive coordinator is his dad. And uh, there was a there was a special hug that he shared with with his father at the very end of the game. And then you get this quote from him. Um, that says uh, from from Noah Bell. He says, "This is something you won't grasp until ten years later, and people will still be talking about it. Then it will sink in." Beginning of the season, we set out to be the best team in the state, and our best is better than their best through trials. Uh, and there has been a bunch of ups and downs, but we got it done tonight. Yeah, you know, just uh, for for a father to be able to share that with. With their son, man. Oh God, and that is like, I mean, that, that's like a man dream come true, you know? Because uh, uh, you know, as, as father, you know, you want to see your your kids be successful, man. Trust, you know, and 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 do well, and man, just create lifelong memories, and uh, you know, that is something, guy. Uh, you know, the the kid, not only the kids gonna remember, but man, the father just that, that's that's that that cherished moment, you know, to be able to. Because, you know, it, it, it's not – I mean, I was a – I'm a coach's kid. And it is – there is nothing harder in athletics than to be the coach's kid. You know, because you're going to get, like, 
scrutinized all the time. I mean, and, and everything um, you ever earned, you know, people are always going to say it's because of who your dad was, or for me it was because of who your granddad was. And, and so, you know, that's just that, you know, to, to hear hear those emotions coming out after a game, I, I can hear when you just read that, I can hear some of those same things that, that, that I felt uh, back when when I was coming through, it's like, man, because you, you know those pressures are there. You know, you're setting out to be the best, and, you know, you just want to prove not only that you are the best, but, man, you know, internally, personally, I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, I want to prove that I've earned this, this spot to be the quarterback. You know, despite that my dad's, you know, calling the plays, my dad's a coach, my dad's a coordinator and all this, I'm not just here because he's my dad and, you know, you know, and, and other, you know, we, we just we went out and proved it, you know, and, um that's kind of a mindset as a coach's kid. You you always carry, man. You're always out to prove something. You know, you're always out to like prove that you you've earned your spot. You know, that you put the time in. And man, you're just so. You know, I, I can remember I would get so frustrated because I was like, man, these people don't see the hours I'm putting in, putting in, putting in. You know, trying to like, you know, we're we're out here, you know, throwing with receivers. You know, we're you know doing all these like Thursday night dinners with the line, trying to get these guys to gel together to be a team. And you know, but everybody still. You know, and a little bit of adversity. Well, he's only playing because his granddad's coaching, or you know, for for Noah, like his. You know, I'm sure when there was adversity, oh well, you know, his his dad's trying to pad his stats or whatever. You know, I mean, so I know that's a a little bit of that coming out too. You know, a little bit of that passion, and it's like, man, we did. We were set out to prove to to be the best, and we became the best, and we did it. You know, and uh. And, and and hopefully not, man. And, you know, hopefully they didn't have to experience any of that as a father's son. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, my, my granddad, you know, coached me and my brother and my cousin, you know, probably harder than anybody. You know, he was tougher on us than anybody because, you know, he tried to avoid that, you know, from people, you know, thinking that or saying that. You know, he wanted people to say, hey, that might be my grandson, but, man, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to hold him accountable as well, and if not even more. You know, so, uh, man, that's, uh, and I didn't know that until you just said that. But, uh, you know, when you first started talking about it, him being the youngest of three brothers, I was kind of laughing to myself. I'm like, yeah, you know, I always, I always look around. I'm like, all right, who has two sons, you know, older brother, other, you know, or three? You know, because, man, that those the, sometimes, you know, a lot of times the, the first child is going to be, you know, can be a good athlete, yeah, but man, it's them number twos and number threes that really bring it home for you because, man, they're always fighting to compete with their older brothers, you know, competing with their, you know, they're always playing a year, you know, the friends that they're competing against, right, you know, they're always like a year older, two years older, you know, for Noah's, you know, I bet he was like, you know, he's up there getting pushed around and beat up on by his older brother, however his older brother is, you know, like trying to compete against them guys, you know, out there throwing past, you know, so you just learn to compete against, you know, compete a little bit harder, man. I mean, we got coach on staff right now. It's got got three sons, man. That young one, boy, he's like fighting with them older ones, you know. So, um, I, I that was I, I kind of lied to myself when you were saying that because uh, that's the first I'd heard about that. But uh, that kind of said a lot there. But uh, you know, that was a little bit of personal passion coming out too, being being a coach or something when you know learning about about Noah. No doubt about it. Live right now, of course, I'm Rich Yellman. That's Will Porter and the coach on staff here with us is Coach Joe Call. He coaches over Somerville High School. And, uh, you know, again, he's played the game, he's coached the game, and now he gets to sit in the uh, 
in the studio here with us and talk some football with us. But, Coach, we do have a caller over on the 803. I'm not sure if it's somebody in that Saluda area or code or not, but uh, we'll say top of the morning. Welcome to the fellas here on Southern Sports Central. Who's with us? Eight oh three, are you with me? Richie, you don't right, recognize well. my number. I'm I'm hurt, man. Okay. JB. <laughs> man, you know what, JB, I apologize, man. Look, I hey, I'm over here on this side of the window and I got Will's over there and Will's just pushing some buttons over there and he's I'm keep... sorry. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's still celebrating from his salute of victory. Just just throw Will under the bus, man. (laughs) Well, hey, you know what's cool is I've got Joe's in here with us too, man. So all all three or four of us here can can have a conversation. So Joe Joe was talking about family. Did he have some family involved with football or something? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a little bit. We've been around for a little bit. Oh, man. Uh, so, are you guys coming up today? Yeah, we'll be up there. I, I don't think Joe's going to join us. We tried to get Joe, and Joe's like, uh, no, unless I'm coaching it, and, uh, you know, no hard feelings. But uh, I'll just follow you guys on social media. But, yeah, Will and I are going to leave here about 10. I know that puts us against the wall. But, you know, the world of Blog Talk Radio, man, JB, you and I get a chance to work together on uh, this show and, of course, on your show, uh, SC Varsity, which I appreciate the love and the opportunity to do it, man. But, you know, that internet radio, man, you can't take a chance on I-26, and I didn't want to take a, a, a chance to not at least educate and entertain some of these guys down here in the low country because you were there last night. You were there in the house in Benedict, man. You saw those 10,000 people around you, right? And you even got – so I, I did see this real quick, Joe, just so you know. Uh, he did not get offered the opportunity to be the OC over at the University of South Carolina, by the way. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I, you know, we I, I spoke briefly uh, with Muschamp, but – and it looked like he wanted to say something else to me, but I don't know if that's what it was. It could have been that he wanted me to be OC. I don't know. But, uh, no, it was a great game last night, great venue. Um, yeah, I will say this, man. The high school league, and I don't know if they handled it or whether Benedict handed it, handled it, but someone's got to do something about parking over there because they, they have a lot of space to park, but it's – there's not very much there's not very many entrances to get in so traffic on two notch road was backed all the way up back down taylor street and it was it was a nightmare i ended up parking at providence hospital and just walking to the stadium and it was terrible oh wow but uh, there were were more people in there that's the most people i've seen at a 2a football game in a long long time um you know, uh, Saluda, the, the whole the whole town, and probably some of the Rich Spring Mineta crowd was already there too. But that that home stands was packed for the two A game. But uh, it was a great game. I, I just I have to tell you, man, Noah Bell put on a freaking show last night, and I don't know if you know they seem to be peaking at the right time. Joe, you understand what it's like to peak at the right time, and as a coach and. And I'm not so sure that Noah not getting selected for the North-South team didn't cause him to play with a chip on his shoulder the rest of the season because that's when they started peaking. And that kid rushed for 98 yards and threw for 372 yards last night. And, I mean, he just put on a clinic against a very good Barnwell defense. Absolutely. Live right now with Jim Baxter. Um, He's from SC Varsity. Um, it's a show that uh, him and Richie do on Wednesdays and uh, Sunday nights, I do believe. Um, I tell you, Jim, this is Will, and um, I mean, 
I I can talk all about uh, Saluda Saluda Pride like Go Tigers all I all I want. I can I can fill that show. Uh, I can fill this show with with nothing but that. But I, I want to bring up the fact that um, this was a conversation that Richie Richie and I had before the show began. And, um, and Coach, you can you can probably chime in after Jim with this. But um, the the perception that I had was the, the storyline could have either gone one of two ways. Either it was Saluda came ready to play. Wait, like, which one was more important, that Saluda came ready to play um, a, a team and to win a state championship, or that Barnwell was not prepared and that they, that they were ready to uh, play against Abbeville and to, to redeem themselves from the championship woes that they, that they faced last year. To me, I think it, it can be either or, but I, I do believe that, like both of those storylines are are evident that they're that they're present. I just think that Saluda was was prepared because it was the first time in 56 years and that they win a championship. But more so, I, I don't remember the last time that they even appeared in a championship game. And there there were just there was just a lot on the line. The town shut down and went to went to support that team, and they were just ready for whatever Barnwell wanted to throw their way well I, I can tell you that they they were definitely prepared for that football game and and uh, as I said I think that you know um, Stuart Young's a great coach and, and uh, he does a super job of, of preparing his team for games and they did a great job against a very very good Abbeville team I don't think people realize how good Abbeville um, that football team is but I, you know watching that game last night um, it it, it appeared to me that Barwell came in with a different type of game plan. I mean, that, this is a team that has been very aggressive, um, bringing a lot of pressure. Um, last night, uh, Deshaun Watson was really a, a non-factor in the game. Um, they could not get pressure on Noah Bell. Uh, when they finally did start trying to bring pressure on him, uh, you know, the kid killed him with his legs. And, you know, the, the, the bigger thing is that Saluda was able to find uh, Barnwell's weaknesses and expose them really early. And uh, I'm telling you, the first half, Barnwell had absolutely no answer for Saluda's offense. And, uh, you know, by the time they decided to start, you know, bringing the aggressive play to them, it was, it was too late because taking those type of risks with a quarterback like Noah Bell, it, you know, came back to haunt them. How about it, Coach? Oh, we're live right now with Jim Baxter and Coach Joe Call here on Southern Sports Central. We'll try to get uh, Coach Call back in here, but um, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, absolutely I'm... right. Uh, okay, we have Coach. Yeah, yeah, I'm right here. I'm right here. I was, I was listening. There. All right. Uh, well, we, well, we still have you on the air. While we still have you on, um, just talk a little bit about the the game plan. Uh, the the conversation is um, the two um, the two storylines. Which one is more prevalent? Was it that Saluda came? Um, with with a mission to win a state championship, or was it that Barnwell was ill prepared? Oh yeah, you know I, I agree with Jim 100 percent right there. You know, I, you know, no one no one knows coaches at uh, at Barnwell. You know, I know they were they were prepared. They've been in big time games. They know what it takes to win those big time games, and uh, they have won those big time games. So, uh, you know, uh, I think it came down to you know what we we're talking about. Uh, you know, you just got a, a quarterback with a little chip on the shoulder. You know who's a uh, a dang good quarterback, and they said, you know, uh, man, you know, we're just we're just not going to be stopped. You know, they 
teams peak at the right time, and man, teams get hot and they get a little bit, little chip on their shoulder like that, man. And they're just like, you know, it's it's easy to look back like once it's over and say, man, that team was not going to be stopped. And that's that's true with uh, with Saluda. You know, they played with that. I think they gained that confidence. You know. Being able to go up there in that second half, man, when whatever clicked at that halftime of that that Abbeville game, you know, for them to uh, to come back and win that game and then uh, go into that uh, state championship last night, you know, they're they're sitting on uh, 56 years of of you know having won a state championship, man. They got a quarterback with a chip on his shoulder, and man, they're playing hot. You know, he goes out there and has 500 yards of offense. Are you kidding me against that Barnwell team? You know, so it was just a uh, man, a man on a mission. You know that 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 kid. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, not knowing uh, Noah Bell personally, just hearing what what that kid has uh, done. You know, this year and his senior year, and you know what's got him to this point. Man, that's the kind of player. Man, if if I'm a coach, I want that dude on my team somehow, somehow, some way. You know, I want that dude playing for me. You know, and uh, so uh, yeah, I think it was just more of a, a salute to Noah Bell and. You know, them guys are saying, man, this is our time. You know, we knocked off Abbeville. You know, Barnwell, you're just the next team in the way. You know what I mean? Because uh, I know I know Barnwell was prepared, and I know they were they were ready to play too. You know, those kids and those coaches wanted to win the state championship as well. So, uh, I just think it was just a uh, one of those teams that, you know, when you look back, it's like, man, we are not – they were they are not going to be – Yeah, they, they were Alongside Will Porter, we've got JB from SC Versi. We've got our head coach over here. That is uh, Joe Call from uh, the likes of Somerville High School. Uh, and, and JB, my bad, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, buddy. Um, uh, I'll no, let you kind of go good. into uh, your, your topic, too. But I, I do want to make sure uh, before we bring in, and I'd love you guys to kind of hang in here if you can uh, when we bring in these guys from uh, from Temple, Texas, from uh, the high school over there, Temple High School. Uh, they're going to come in and talk some Friday Night Lights from the, the – the small state of Texas. I think we know a little bit about that stuff there with Friday Night Lights, of course. So them and their uh, the uh, OC is going to join us over there. Uh, Coach Cameron will join us. I'd love us all to kind of hang out together. But, uh, JB, I want you to say what you needed to, but I do want to show a lot of love, why not, to Green Sea Floyd, who, by the way, they played last night as well, 48-12. They beat uh, Ridge Spring uh, Moneta, I believe, was the team there, and they won now a back-to-back championship. It's hard to win one, guys. Y'all know this. But to win two, man, that's even uh, a little more special. But, uh, J.B., kind of recap what you were saying there and then uh, go into that game you saw last night against Greensea Floyd and uh, Rich Spring Moneta. And, of course, uh, Coach Carl, I'd love you to chime in on that uh, Greensea Floyd team that I know you know a little bit about as well from Horry County. Well, I was just going to echo, you know, Coach Call and and, and uh, reiterate that uh, this Barnwell's got a very good team. They're very well coached. Uh, Dwayne Garrett, one of the best in the state. And um, but they again, you know, they they ran into a buzzsaw. And if you had seen the emotion uh, Noah Bell had after the game, you would know this kid was playing with all heart. And uh, you know, he was a man on a mission. Uh, Green C. Floyd uh, came into that game against the Rich Spring Manetta team. They quite frankly. Richie probably shouldn't even been in the state championship game. I mean, they, they, they overachieved this year. Coach, you know, Brian Smith will tell you, they, they were overachievers this year. Uh, they played a Wagner-Sally team last, last week. They had two picks and four turnovers, four fumbles. You know, and, and Wagner-Sally, just, you, you just, I don't care who you are, you can't beat good football teams when you turn the ball over six times. And, uh, you know, they, they, 
they felt like they really probably shouldn't have been there, but they got there. And this Green Sea Floyd team is is clearly, you know, the best 1A team in the state. And they've got some kids on that team that, that are scary good uh, for 1A football players or for football players in any classification, to be honest with you. Um, they got uh, – and there's a lot of juniors, which is even scarier to some of the 1A teams. But I got to mention, you know, the uh, the quarterback played a great game. But this number nine they've got, Jaquan Dixon, uh, junior running back, this kid's a real deal. I mean, he, he's a kid that's going to be one of the best backs in the state next year. He's, he, he could very well be a Shrine Bowl-type back. And, and, Joe, I'll tell you, watching that kid play, and if you're familiar with him or have seen him play at all, I watched him on film, and then I went and watched him play live. He reminds me of uh, Troy Williamson when Troy was playing at Silver Bluff. Same type of runner and uh, just really impressive. Yeah, you know, I could, I've seen the, uh, you know, uh, seen him on film as well. You know, kind of seen him on some video stuff like that. But, uh, man, I, I love being able to see those guys in, in person. Like, uh, you know, you hear about, um, you know, great players and stuff like that around, you know, around the state and all that kind of stuff. I wish I had – well, I do and I don't wish. I mean, let me, let me say that. But, the, uh, you know, to have the opportunity to go see these, these kids play in action, you know, um, you know, but the, uh, yeah, I mean, being able to see them, you know, cause it's different. Like, you know, like when we watch, a, as coaches, when we watch film and the kid looks fast on film, you're like, Oh crap, man, this yeah. kid's going to be able to, because uh, when you get out there in the real, real deal, man, they're, they're like, uh, man, they're like twice as fast, you know? So when they're fast on film, they're going to be fast in person. So, uh, yeah. When I watch him play, man, when I've seen some film on that guy, man, he can go. So, uh, man, that's scary to, to know that there are kids, you know, like you said, Troy Winston, boy, he dominated, you know, back in the Silver Bluff yeah. era. So, it says a lot about this kid. We're live right now with uh, a staff full, man. We've got it all here on Southern Sports Central. Of course, Will Porter is producing the show and co-hosting the show. I'm Richie Altman. Got the coach in here. He, uh, we pulled him off the sidelines and put him in the uh, in the press box here with us as uh, we're talking uh, high school football in the round of the state of South Carolina. That's Joe Call from Somerville High School. Of course, uh, JB, 1984 is when he started doing this thing, chasing around uh, all these athletes around the high school fields. And uh, here he is, 2019, killing it uh, as he does day in and day out, not just on the air but off the air, of course, with SC Varsity. Now, here's something new, and we've never been in the state of Texas, but guess what? God bless Texas, and we're going to head over there right now. And uh, we will say uh, good morning an hour early uh, to the coach over there, Coach Cameron at Temple, Texas, the Temple High School coach. Welcome to Southern Sports Central. Glad you could hang out with us this morning. How's it going? Going well, man. I know you've got a couple of uh, – Well, you got a couple players with you, Coach. Uh, the quarterback over there with you right now is Vance Willis and Luke Allen joining us here uh, this morning. You know, we've all seen Friday Night Lights, man. We've all seen the movie. We saw the series. Uh, we're all familiar with uh, Moxie and Pork Chop and all those guys. Man, is it as advertised <laughs> over there with you guys on Friday nights, man? Is it just like it, you see it on the movies? It really is. I mean, uh, Simple is a little bit bigger bigger town than what you saw on there, but, man, it's just like that. I mean, you're no longer just a student when you play for Temple High School. You're a Temple Wildcat football player. And the whole town knows you just as that. Now, who who are we speaking with now? Is this Vance or Luke? 
That that was Luke. That was Luke. That's Luke. All right, so Luke, let's talk to you first, and then we'll pull uh, Vance in here and talk to you. And uh, then I'm going to turn you on to uh, uh, one of our big-time coaches here in the state of South Carolina, Coach Call. I'll let uh, he'll ask a few questions to you, Luke. And then I'm going to turn you on to one of the best guys that does uh, radio, and uh, I would say breaking down the athletes. That's going to be uh, Jim Baxter. Well, well of course, uh, well, well, no, Jim just left us actually, but Jim said goodbye. So uh, us three will talk to you guys and uh, live radio. So, uh, Coach, uh, you know, I'll let you ask uh, Luke some questions as well. But, uh, Luke, let me ask you, man, uh, being a quarterback and you play other positions, and that's kind of a big thing there in Texas, you know, do they still shut down the town? Even though I know the town's – it's a big town. Things are still happening there. But it's, it's they say football's a religion around here in Somerville, and it's got to be just like that there, a tradition, a religion, and, and every bit of the word family. But uh, what does it mean to you? And I'm going to ask you from my point of view, what does it mean to you to be uh, an athlete over there at Temple, Texas, to be known as a kid that comes out of Texas, the state of Texas? The responsibility and the expectation is always big. I don't care what you play. you got to be the best at what you do, buddy. Well, I mean, exactly like you just said, the expectations are just super high. And it's honestly a great feeling to me just to know that you have people counting on you, like, this town, it doesn't necessarily shut down, but, I mean, everybody everybody knows how the football team's doing. And, really, the town thrives on it. Like, when the football team's doing good, the town's doing good. So, I mean, it's just a good feeling to know that you have this – you basically have this town on your back. Like, I mean, you're playing for your town. You're playing for all these people. I mean, you go to church on Sunday to ask you, oh, what happened last night? Like, you had a great game last night. Good job, good job. Or – you know, they'll criticize you, too. So, it's, it's, I, I love it. I love having, like, super fan support, and everybody knows what's going on. Everybody knows what's happening. Now, see, the cool thing is, uh, for you, Luke, and Vance, I've got a, not only a coach on, uh, on the staff here with us at Southern Sports Central. He's, um, he's a head coach. He's a former quarterback, and he played for our legendary coach, John McKissick, who is the most winningest coach, period, at any sport, at any level. With 621, Coach Call, I'm going to bring you in uh, and let you talk to Luke and bring in Vance. I'll let you talk to Vance as well. And I want you to interview these guys, man, coming from a coach's point of view and coming from a former quarterback who played in Division One at the Citadel. Uh, go ahead, Coach, take it away and uh, talk to these two young athletes for me, buddy. Hey, guys, uh, Luke and Vance, man. It's a, uh, a great, great getting to, to talk to you from, uh, you know, like Richie said, not only a – uh, a coaching perspective, but uh, man, I was someone who who grew up uh, grew up in the, the you know our town here, Somerville, uh, was you know kind of a it's grown big, you know over the years. But uh, man, growing up, uh, wanting to be uh, a player on that team, you know, as a little kid, kind of looking up to those uh, who came before me, and uh, man, you know, just the influence that those guys that played before me had on me, you know, made made me want to continue the the tradition and uh you know uh, I kind of want you to talk about that you know what was it like as a kid growing up but man also understand you know as the coach the coaching me is, is challenging you guys to to man look at those younger kids that are coming up uh under y'all you know the legacy that you're leaving you know what are those kids learning from you you know that's a responsibility that you got to carry um you know because you have shows like this calling wanting to know what it's like and in Texas because of the expectation, but, uh, and what was it like as a kid growing up and, uh, were y'all having to, 
you know, did you grow up wanting to, you know, play for that? You know, some of those guys that were, were in front of you. So, uh, man, what was it like growing up? Uh, did y'all come through the program? Uh, you know, were the, you know those good guys that set set forth in front of you. Uh, this is Luke, and um, I was I had a brother who was the Temple High School quarterback, and he was quarterback for three years. He started as a sophomore, and I went to every game. You know, I went to every game. I cheered on. I watched football as a kid, and ever since then, like that's just what I wanted to do. I loved football and. All of his friends would come over, and they were like, they were my heroes, you know. I look up to them, and it's just, it's just, that's just the expectation. It's just who you wanted to be. Man, you know that's uh that that's great to hear. You know, you guys, uh, you know, because uh, I was a younger brother as well, you know, and and I, I saw my older brother uh, playing in front of me, and uh, you know, and and, and some of the great, you know, because I haven't been a quarterback, you know, there were some some great quarterbacks uh, in front of me. And, and I always kind of looked at the, those guys and said, man, what are they doing? Uh, you know, just kind of watch what they did in order to be great. And I said, man, I got to do that. And I got to do a little bit more, you know, if I want to like uphold that, that expectation and, and kind of live on that legacy. But uh, man, I just want to challenge you guys. Man, don't, don't forget that those young kids are watching, you know, you might not think they're watching, but they are. And uh, you know, they're, they're learning from you. And what it takes in order to be great to uh, continue the tradition that really, man, to, that y'all are either continuing or laying the groundwork for those guys. So, uh, man, uh, man, y'all, y'all keep, uh, man, congratulations and, uh, man, keep it going down there. And uh, don't just don't forget. That's my challenge to you. Don't forget that those young kids are watching. And uh, you know, when you when you graduate and come back and watch uh, watch them play one day, you know, you're gonna be proud because uh, you'll know that they learn from y'all. Yes, sir. Uh, Vance, he actually has a little brother coming up up to the school. This Vance. And playing down here, you got to be a big role model. I got a little brother who's in eighth grade, and a lot of his friends come over to the house. They look up to me because I'm the varsity quarterback at my high school. So you got to stay on your P's and Q's because you never know who's watching you. And being down here, you you have to be a role model. Yeah, absolutely. Right now, a couple you know, guys from uh, Texas, Temple, Texas. Here we have the head coach Joe Call on here with us. He is our head coach on staff here at Southern Sports Central. He coaches during the season, Coach. I didn't mean to cut you off. My fault there. Uh, but I want to give everybody listening in that uh, listening for the first time ever in the state of Texas. Uh, we thank you. We welcome you. you uh, going to give you a couple of ways to listen to us here. You can go to Twitter, which a lot of you guys have found us on Twitter at So Sports Central. You can also find us on Facebook. We do a little Facebooking from time to time. You can like us over there at Southern Sports Central. And we Instagram at Southern Sports Central. Will's more of the picture taker than me. Uh, But nevertheless, uh, we try to keep it easy as we can here as we're part of the Blog Talk family. Uh, I I also have Jim Baxter in here. Uh, Coach, uh, I want to bring Jim in here now. Uh, Jim, guys, uh, for you know, he's been doing this thing since 1984. Uh, That's a long time, right? Uh, He's been doing it for a long time. and uh, He can identify a player from a mile away. He's that guy who's talent, wall talent, good talent. Uh, But, Jim, I'm going to bring you in. We have two quarterbacks over there at Temple, Texas, who's uh, joined us here to talk to us about uh, what's going on uh, in the state of Texas. Vance Willis is number one. Of course, uh, Luke Taylor is – excuse me, Luke Allen. Luke Taylor's in Somerville. Luke Allen is uh, the other gentleman. Uh, over there with him as well. And, uh, Jim, I'll let you kind of ask these guys 
some questions from the way that you perceive. And, again, guys, this gentleman, he goes in and dissects athletes all around the state of South Carolina and puts out uh, day in and day out, uh, I would say, a report on each individual. So, uh, JB, I'll let you kind of ask these guys a few questions. Well, I, I stepped I stepped away for a minute because I'm over at Williams Bryant at the park and head towards the stadium. But uh, so I missed uh, the introduction of these two young men. But I'm assuming these are high school quarterbacks I'm talking to. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Well, uh, first of all, thank you for for playing football. And you know we're we're in a we're in a time right now where uh, we've seen a diminishing numbers uh, in the game and the participation numbers and. Uh, it's good to see guys that are still out there uh, playing this game. Uh, quarterback's a, a tough position. Um, what uh, what type of offense are you guys in out there? Spread. Spread. Yes, sir, spread. Run a lot of RP, 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 RPO zone stuff. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Power. Back when uh, back when Coach Joe Call and I played football, we had RPO, but we called it play action pass. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, um, so uh, you know, as a, as a quarterback, I just tell you, you know, one of one of the more important things uh, with quarterbacks uh, that I see um, when I'm evaluating quarterbacks, and one of the first things I look at, first of all, is their leadership ability. You know, is this a kid that, that can lead my football team? Um, because you got to have that that ability. But the other thing is, and I think it's overrated. I mean, there's a lot of guys that have big arms. Um, there's a lot of guys that can use their legs to move the chains. But when I'm looking at a quarterback, and and, and I'm pretty sure uh, Coach Coach Call will agree with this, I want a kid that's very cerebral. You know, I want a kid that's a thinking quarterback that can that can uh, process information quickly. And you know, that comes from studying the game you know, and uh, just studying film and, and just being a student of the game. How much how much time do you two guys spend uh, watching film on your opponents? We spend day in, day out of watching film because that's the only way you can get better and study the team you're going to play. We, we watch film at least two hours a day, Monday through Friday. All right, some on, you know, even on the weekend. Sundays. We also uh, – we also have an off-season, like, we call it QB school. And that's where we just – we dissect our film. We learn our offense in and out. And that's – I've watched a ton of film on just our offense, just us, not not even talking about other schools. And, and other schools, we we played Longview last year. So, I mean, we've already, we we just finished playing Longview, and we're going to play them first, first game next season. So, we're already watching their film. We're already watching that game over and over again. Yeah, that you know your your season's never over, and I I think you know when you when you play your final game, you know only one team only one team in the classification is going to finish the season with a win, and everybody else finishes with a loss. And and uh, you know as soon as that last game's over, the new se- the next season begins. You start watching film. Um, Richie, I, I mean, I, uh, I'm going to turn it back over to you. I, it sounds like you got two smart young men there, and they're, they're already studying studying the film on their opponents for next season, and that's what I like to see in quarterbacks. But I, I can tell you that there's no days off. You know, I mean, you don't you don't take any days off, and you, you work. And when I say no days off, that doesn't mean that you're at the gym every day. That that doesn't mean that you're on the field every day. But you should do something. You do something every day to make yourself better. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I think these guys, and they get it, right? I mean, you can hear it in their voice. You can hear the way that they're dissecting even the conversation here. Very well trained up there. And, of course, that goes to Coach Cameron. He's one of the offensive coordinators over there uh, at Temple High School. Uh, of course, Joe Call did want to uh, tell you guys, uh, keep doing what you're doing, keep pushing, and uh, don't let anything be, uh, I would say, a distraction. Let it be an opportunity to get you to the next stop. So uh, we do appreciate Coach Call checking in with us here today for about an hour or so, uh, hanging out with us. Jim Baxter, of course, uh, is over there at williams Bright Stadium, where we'll join him here in about an hour and a half uh, as uh, the state championship game here in the Palmetto State will wrap up. They'll start with a 5A, 4A, and 3A. And trust me and believe me, I expect it to be a packed house. You may have people at this game come today than we saw last week against Clemson, South Carolina. Uh, you know, and I say that because, uh, you know, football here in the Palmetto State, it's, it's a pretty big deal come Friday night. Well, come Saturday for championship games, a lot of these people will travel in drones. Uh, we go back over to our, uh, our guys over at, of course, Temple, Texas. From Temple, Texas, uh, Temple High School, and uh, we do say uh, thank you guys so much for being a part of what we're doing here. Uh, Vance, let me talk to you a little bit, buddy. Let me ask you some questions here. As, as you look at what you do day in and day out, and you walk around town, tell me about it, man, because to be the quarterback, and most of you guys are the quarterback, you play multiple positions, but that being said, how, how awesome is it to walk through your local grocery store, to walk to certain places, do little kids walk up to you guys? Because I can't expect that they would. I mean, yeah, I would expect these little guys to like, they want to fist bump you, and, and, and they want to talk to you no matter whether you're at the grocery store or you're just walking down the street. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Down here in Temple, I'm I'm known in Temple. This is where I grew up at since I was a kid. So walking to the grocery, going to the grocery store, it's, I always never say I'm going to see somebody that I know, little kids, grown folks. And they ask me, they're going to ask me a ton of questions about who we play next Friday, if we're going to win, are we going to win today. I get asked all types of questions. A lot of kids, it feels good when they walk up to me and they want to wear number 10 when they get up here just like me. It feels good to hear somebody that looks up to you and you know that you're, you're making a positive impact, a positive impact on a kid's life. Live right now with uh, one of the quarterbacks here from uh, Temple High School. Temple, Texas is where we checked in at uh, here with uh, Vance Willis, Luke Allen, and their coach over there, Coach Cameron. Coach Cameron, let me get you in here a little bit, buddy. I, I want to hear from the coach because uh, you've done a great job with these kids. You can already tell how well they are, not just on the football field, but how well they handle themselves in front of a microphone. You know, in my younger days, and uh, Jim has stepped away as well. He's out at the stadium. It's a little bit louder there. Uh, and, and to have the opportunity to have so many guys come in and out here on a fifth quarter show, it, it means the world to me. It means even more to have your two athletes in here, man. I, I told you when you and I met, and, of course, I got a chance uh, to talk to you and your bride here, who uh, is the daughter of a, of a coach uh, growing up. And I thought that was so neat how God really puts all this back together. And, again, I always tell sports is the original fraternity sorority, number one. And it's a lot bigger than the games on the field number two. And you can put it in any order you want there. But for me, Coach, you're from the state of California. You know big-time football. You understand big-time football. Here you are now in Texas where you, they, that's all you ever hear. Texas football, Friday night lights, and everything's big. Even junior colleges are just as big as some of the major colleges. Even Cam Newton, if I'm not mistaken, came through a junior college uh, around the corner from you guys. Talk to us about – 
do these Texas, the Baylors, the A&Ms, do they kind of come in and out of your schools like I would imagine South Carolina, Clemson does here in our state? I mean, is it day in and day out? You kind of look over your shoulders and you see dads watching you coach. When you go to the barbershop, do they sit down? And is it like you saw in the movie when they're in the diner and they're having that Friday night meeting after the game? Does that stuff happen over there with you guys? Uh, and, and, and honestly, as how it is, that's very true. Um, not directly to me, but I know our head football coach, you know, there's, there's a lot of meetings that he has, you know, with the community and, and he brings a lot of our kids. And that's why, that's why these two athletes right here, they're very well versed. They've, they've gone throughout the community and talked to them. They've gone on other places. Our news media outlet over here does a great job at interviewing our kids and kind of training them up for the next level. And so when our, some of our kids kind of go to these places, you know, to Baylor or to Texas, you know, any other place, that they kind of already have that experience. And it's, it's something that, you know, I never truly got coming from Southern California that it's just you're, you're under a microscope in everything that you do. You know, that's what we try to preach to our kids. Everything that you do, anything that you say, you know, somebody's going to, somebody's going to see, whether it be a little one or, or, big, or a big person in the community, a recruit some, or a recruiter or some, something, you know. And I think, it's, I think it's just a big testament to our program of just kind of getting these kids, you know, in line for one. But it's also with them. They're just a little bit different here in Temple of how they, how they do things and how they operate and just kind of seeing from all the tradition and stuff from growing up. So it's a pretty special place here. And, uh, you know, it's not like that everywhere here in Texas, but I'm glad I got a good spot here that, uh, that it's exactly what you would think it is. Live right now with the OC. He's also the quarterback coach over there at Temple, Texas, at Temple High School. And, uh, again, we welcome you guys. We welcome your town, your school, and anyone and everyone around who's listening for the first time here this morning to Southern Sports Central. We roll live Monday through Friday. 7 to 9, right here on Southern Sports Central. You can find us on Twitter at SO Sports Central. You can Facebook us over there at Southern Sports Central. We always have the links up, ready to rock and roll uh, the day before the show. So you just hit that. You listen live. If you don't hit it live, you can always go back and listen to it because uh, it becomes live on air, podcast off air. So it's a lot of fun here. You can join us anytime as well. Uh, we always have the numbers up to call in and be a part of the show as well. Uh, and, and I really appreciate your First of all, players getting up a little bit earlier because you guys are an hour ahead of us, right? I mean, it's 8.30 over there. It's 9.30 here. So you guys have to get up a little bit earlier. And uh, to get a kid up on a Saturday a little bit earlier, man, I don't know about the kids in Texas, but the kids in South Carolina, getting them up before 11, you've accomplished a lot of things (laughs) if you can do that, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I I would say, you know, sometimes it's pretty tough getting these kids up here, but you know, throughout a, a daily basis, and we do off-season, we start morning workouts at 7 a.m. over here. And we'll, we'll also start quarterback meetings really early as well. So, you know, they're pretty they're, 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 they're pretty used to getting up early, I would say. It's kind of – we've had a couple Saturdays off just because we've been out of the playoffs, unfortunately. But, you know, th- these kids are pretty disciplined when it comes to the time. No doubt. You guys had some big wins. I'm talking double-digit victories there. I saw a few tough losses. But that's where you grow. It's weird. You know, it, you, you grow more from the loss than you do a win. You appreciate the wins, but you grow from the losses. And uh, you had a few along the way. I mean, that's part of it, though. You go against uh, good caliber fruit rooms over there, and I'm sure, uh, you know, it, it, you can't win them all. I mean, some teams do. But we'll, mm-hmm. uh, of course, uh, I'll highlight this. The number is 76,600, and it may be larger than that now. But at one point, 
that to me, that to me is a big deal because that's the amount of people that are in your town. Now, we talked about classifications. Yep. There's two things I want to hear from you. Number one, tell us your classification. And then I want to know, we have a, a, a I want to say a six-quarter rule, or maybe it's eight-quarter rule, but neither way, our kids here in the Palmetto State cannot dress out. If they dress out on Thursday night, they cannot dress out on Friday night. Well, that's really handicapped our programs here because that enables us to take a kid from JV who may not even play on Thursday night. If he dresses out at all on Thursday, he cannot dress out on Friday because there's the temptation, as they say, to put him in the game. There, again, if he's caught on the field, dressed out, there's a penalty that comes involved with that. What type of rules do you guys have have over there? And uh, I know there's a lot of precautionary things to get them in safety measures. However, kind of talk to me a little bit about that and as far as, um, you know, classification of your program. Well, uh, our classification, we're we're in uh, 6A, so – that's the, the highest division, and uh, in 6A, it's split up into two divisions at that. So Division One is the – and it's split up kind of also by your conference. But Division One, that's the top enrollment, you know, the very top, top guys. We're 6A, D2. So here at Temple High School, we have around 2,200 kids that go to the school. Um, I think we're just over that mark, and we just did a, a realignment thing, and um, our, our we're probably going to stay in the same classification. And uh, – um, so, and then there, we were 5A a couple of years ago and, you know, you know, some, some of the classifications and stuff, it's, it's, it's pretty, it, it gets pretty up there. You know, you talk about the big school like Allen, Texas, you know, they're, they have about 7,000 people that go to their school and we have, there's a slim possibility that we can play them in the playoffs and they have triple R enrollment, you know, but you know, it is what it is. And, you know, we just try to train our kids over here that, you know, we don't care who's over on the other side. We just got to go play, you know, do what we do. You know, and like how you talked about in our three losses that we had, we just we really didn't play like ourselves, you know, and it, it's going to happen, and it's good teaching points for all the younger ones, you know, coming up, you know. Um, some of the, the rules that we have here as far as your six-quarter rule, um, I was very used to that because in, in California we could do that. I remember as a sophomore that I played JV, a JV football game, and then I could go suit up on, on, a, on a Friday, and I could play on a Friday. I took a couple snaps. It was a great experience for me, and uh, it was also a great experience for, like, even juniors that you don't know if they can – or juniors or sophomores, if you don't know, they can play, you know, JV. Um, you know, they they can play a full game of JV and then also potentially go play special teams, you know, on a Friday night, and that's a huge thing for them. Um, but over here in Texas, um, it's, it's, it's very similar to you guys. They can't – it's not even a six-quarter rule. They can't uh, – they, they, they can only play – it's one game a week. So whether they burn their game on a Thursday, um, then they that they can't suit out on Friday at all. Live right now with uh, Temple High School's very own offensive coordinator, quarterback coach as well, Coach Cameron. Coach, I'm looking at this stadium here, man. Man, you guys, it, it looks like the uh, the center of it looks like Texas, the Rangers, uh, in the symbol there, of course. Uh, and uh, it's a it's a good sized stadium here, very impactful. It's definitely got uh, a lot of character to it here. But and that's something too that, that that we take a lot of pride in around here is a lot of our stadiums have their own little signature deal. Of course, I get to be the voice of the Green Wave on Friday night. Somerville is is a very much a traditional deal. No track around our stadium. They make them go back to the high school. And with that being said, the high school. Uh, has to actually, whether it's a home game or a road game, the kids still get on the bus and they have to travel either be 10 minutes down the street to the stadium that's in the middle of town or they have to go to another town and play 
what kind of traditions do you guys have over there? And the players, you guys can kind of chime in on this as well over at Temple, Texas. Um, for us, I mean, I, I guess you can kind of see that we, we basically live up here. We, we're either watching film, we're either lifting weights, or we're working out, or running on the field, or running bleachers. But I mean, this, uh, this stadium is, is our home. And not only do, do we work out in it with our coaches, but us teammates, we'll get together, we'll text in the group chat and, hey, meet at the field at 5 on Saturday and we'll get some balls up here and just have a good time. Like, we love this field. And one of the big traditions about it is we have a blue light at the top of the stadium and it shines bright. You can see it from the other side of town. And we shine it after we win a game on Friday night and it stays up all night. And that's, that's one of my favorite things about this stadium. I, I love that tradition. Yeah, it's one of the big things that we say as far as make, let the blue light shine, you know, so everybody knows in, around Temple, even all the surrounding cities that, you know, Wildcats won. That's a big deal here. Uh, I tell you, it, it's such an honor to have you guys in here. And uh, uh, so, so, Vance, I'm going to come to you because we're, we're going to send you guys out, and we want to thank you guys for the time and the the, the, the the opportunity to speak to you guys. And, and I know, Coach, you're, you're going to echo this for me as well, but uh, Vance, Luke, you guys, listen. Uh, number one, this is your show, okay? This show is all about the young guys, getting you guys heard, getting you guys uh, an opportunity to have some conversations because we read about you all the time, you know, and your radio guys talk about you all the time. But I want to hear from yes, you. Sir. What is it like to be that athlete? What is it like to be that young man that goes through the, the day in and day outs? And, you know, here with much expectation, right, comes a lot of pressure, right, on and off the field. Social media is becoming quite a weapon, sometimes on the good, sometimes on the bad. But the one thing that I will say this is that the most you learn, and I continue to say this, is through adversity. And, again, uh, I expect you guys to continue to do great things. Now, uh, Vance, if I'm not mistaken, this is your senior year, right? This is it for you. You've kind of uh, done what you needed to do. You've put your numbers together. Yes, You've had a lot of fun. Um, give me a memory, bro. Give me something to, to take down and write down here from Temple, Texas. What is the one memory that you'll always take with you as you um, you graduate here in uh, the upcoming uh, spring? <laughs> My my best memory in Temple is growing up. I always wanted to play our rivalry games, Temple versus Belden. Belden is a school that's about five, ten minutes down the road from us. And growing up, I always, I never missed the Temple and Belden game, and I always dreamed of playing the Temple and Belden game. So this year, I finally got a chance to play the Temple Belden game, and we we beat them pretty bad by like forty. 30, 40, and that was probably the best best time of my life. Just growing up, watching the rivalry game, and then get to being the starting quarterback and lead my team to the win of the rivalry game. I tell you, right. your senior year, I can only imagine that, that you want to continue to play this game of football. Uh, what are your plans now? Have you been in conversations? Uh, you've got more colleges in your backyard uh, than some people may even have uh, there in your own, probably within your town that some would have around their state. Uh, do you have any offers, any opportunities? Are you kind of looking to, to go anywhere? Are you going to get out of the state of Texas? Kind of give us the future uh, possibilities that you may have going into the uh, next chapter for uh, Mr. Vance Willis. Honestly, Coach, I have no offers. But, I mean, I'm in the recruiting process. I've been talking to some schools, and I, I just, I'm just being patient. And I just – 
God, you know, leave it in God's hands. You can't go wrong, man. I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to give you a little bit of advice here, and I know Coach will echo this. Wherever you go, go play, okay? I mean, there's a, you know, unless you go to Southern Cal, I've seen guys never play on the field to get drafted at Southern Cal. It's amazing. Uh, you know, it's one of those things. It's almost like a video game. But in real life, real life conversation, and I say real talk, right? Man, I don't care where you go. But go somewhere you can play. If you got to go walk on in a junior college, go walk on in a junior college. If it's the smallest school or the biggest school, you know, you don't get noticed if you don't go play. And uh, take a chance. Go out there and do what you did. Because there was a time when you walked on over there at, at Temple, Texas. Trust and believe me. Uh, you know, you took a chance, and they took a chance on you. So, you know, that process doesn't ever end. You know, the old Michael Jordan story, you know, he didn't make the team until he was a senior in high school, right? Now look at the guy. He's the greatest of all times at the game he plays. Yes, uh, and there's a lot of those stories, you know. So you be that next story, and the next time you and I have a conversation, after we talk some during the off season, you're going to call in here and you're going to say, uh, Mr. Ritchie, man, I'm heading to XYZ, <laughs> whatever college that is. Come to yes, South Carolina. Sir. Come to South Carolina, yes, dude. Sir. Hey, we'd love to have you. So, uh, and another thing, I'm going to tell you this. A lot of guys don't hear me, but I, I, I am the biggest HBCU guy you'll ever meet in your life. I love it. There's a school down in uh, Daytona, Florida. It's called Bethune-Cookman. Look them up. South Carolina State here. Look them up. All right? Go to their schools, man. They, got, they, they, look, they need playmakers. They need game changers. And I looked at your stats. You're everything okay. of that, man. It's hard, yes, I want it's hard for these guys to come after you guys when social media is so big. And now with this transfer portal, it's kind of unfair to you athletes on the high school side because now it's almost like draft, man. These guys go and get who they get, and then they can go select from this portal now, and then they come to you guys. So guess what you got to do? You got to go put yourself in front of them and say, look, I'm going to show you. I'm not going to text you or tweet you or send you. I know I'm going to show you what I can do for your program. And if we can do anything to help you here at Southern Sports Central, Vance, I want you to reach out and let us know whatever we can do to help promote you and push you and do what we can do to get you to the next level, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. You got it. All right, real quick, uh, Luke. So you're up, man. This is it, dude. This is your team. Huh? No pressure. All right, there's a lot of pressure. But you're good with that. That's why you're a quarterback. I was a quarterback and a pitcher, uh, and we like pressure, right? And I can tell you this. Yes, sir. Tell you yes, that. Sir. Coach Cameron will tell you that. We live and die on pressure, man. We're kind of – we like the center of attention. That's why we play that game of uh, the QB1. And uh, you'll play that here going forward, I would imagine. Uh, you're going to have to earn it again, let's be honest, right? I mean, it's a new year. It's a new you. It's a new opportunity. Yes, but what does it mean to you to be the, the guy coming up? You're in the class of 2021. So that's next year you'll get to have this conversation with me. But um, you know, what does it mean to you now to take over the reins and, and kind of go from that Brett Favre and here you come up, Aaron Rodgers, and I'm a Packers fan, by the way. Uh, I, I, I will <laughs> not give you a Dallas Cowboy reference. But uh, I will say, that, <laughs> um, what's it like, man, to now be the man? Man, you get to stand up, you get to walk the hallways, and, and you are uh, every bit of uh, what the face of that program is as a quarterback. Yes, sir. I mean, that it's, it's a great feeling. It really is. I mean, there's so many young kids on our team. There's sophomores. There's a, two freshmen started on varsity for like the first time ever in Temple High School. It was crazy, and and uh. Kind of just being the guy, I would say I'm, I don't want to be cocky, but I would say I'm I'm the guy, not necessarily even as the quarterback. Just like I'm I'm the guy that I'm 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 this team, like I'm leading this team, you know. Um, and I was I was a leader this year too. I was the team captain, but it's just it's a whole new level now. I mean, I got some of the seniors together, and we started like a I call it the the adoption the adoption phase, and we uh. 
I got them to adopt, like, someone younger than them and get them in the weight room, and we count all their reps. We make sure that they're putting good weight on there, and we uh, we make sure they're doing all their drills right. And, I mean, also, offseason's huge here, and we go through so much, so it's just important for me to be number one in everything we do. A big thing that our head coach started doing this offseason is, is um, we run the 400 after our workouts, and – that is the worst exercise, if you ask me. <laughs> but um, I make sure that I'm the first one to finish every time ahead, sprint the whole thing, and then try to encourage others when I'm finished. And, I mean, it's just little things like that that you just have to be the guy. If if that's the title that you want, you have to own it in every single thing that you do. In the classroom, too. I mean, I would say I'm a pretty good student. I pay attention. I get all my grades done. And I, I even try to help out. You know, some other people who may struggle in class because I know that's where I'm I'm gifted, so I know I can help out in that way. But just trying to be a man, just trying to just do everything right, get into everything, and help everybody out. Well, buddy, I'll tell you one thing. I'm excited to watch you in your next chapter as the leader, the, the captain, if you will, the uh, the shot caller, uh, and all of that around. Uh, and, and I'm going to tell you, man, and, and Coach, you'll echo again this. It's what you guys do right now in the off season and what's going to pay off for you during the season. You know, these hot days and sweaty ways. Here we have a thing called a wet bulb. If it gets hotter than a certain degree on this little 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 temperature gauge here, everybody's got to come off the field in the state of South Carolina. Uh, we didn't have that. We had uh, these things called a water spigot, right? It had this really weird-looking green thing came out of it, and that was our water supply. We didn't have all these fancy things that you guys have. Of course, that's back when phones were on the wall and pages were big and all that stuff. But um, uh, it is what it is, and, and you guys, uh, you know, it's about your safety. Uh, and so I get that. But the one thing I will say is this, is, is that I look forward to watching you, Luke, do your thing. And, of course, fans, you continue to do your thing, guys. And, again, I'll echo with this. Anytime that you guys need anything at all, you always want to come on the radio and talk to football, love to have you on. Uh, Coach, uh, I greatly appreciate you being a part of this and connecting all of us to uh, all three of us, four or five of us here together today. And I appreciate what you do. You take a lot of time away from you know, your, your family to be with a lot of other families, and you give a lot of hours. And it's not just the season. You're going to keep doing it here. The strength and conditioning now becomes a part of the, uh, the season now and a lot of other stuff that you'll do. But God bless you each and every one of you guys, and uh, thank you guys for letting us be a part of Temple, Texas and Temple, Texas High School. Yeah, we appreciate you. Thank you very much. You got it, buddy. You guys enjoyed the day, and uh, we appreciate everything. Guys, we're going to take a quick break. We've had a long one here, and again, uh, it's the fifth quarter show. Uh, we've been very blessed to have uh, three individuals from Temple, Texas over at Temple High School. Uh, Vance Willis, who will graduate in uh, this year, 2020, and now uh, the new quarterback, or the upcoming quarterback, as he's been kind of been the understudy, right? Uh, he's the biggest understudy uh, over there, uh, Luke Allen. And we expect big things from Luke, as I know they do as well. But he's put in the work. He talked about that as well. Of course, uh, their head coach, or their OC and quarterback coach is uh, Coach Cameron. Joined us just moments uh, ago with them as well. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll kind of recap. The rest of the show here, we've got a little bit of time left here. So if you would like to call in, you want to hang out with us, uh, we'd love to hear from you. The number to call in is 323-784-9681. You're listening to Southern Sports Central. This is the fifth quarter show. I'm Rich Yellman. That's Will Porter. We'll be right back.
My family and I were suffering with no protection from the hot Carolina sun. I called the Tent Farm, and they told me about their line of ceramic window film. Now I have 99.9% protection from harmful UV rays for the ones that matter the most. You don't have to be a math teacher like me for those numbers to make sense. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. I was driving in extreme Charleston heat. I couldn't take it any longer. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I used to be the victim of bad tent. It was so horrible, I was embarrassed to be seen driving even in my own hometown. I called the tent farm, and they took care of me. I wasn't alarmed. I called the farm. I'm Jonathan Farmer, owner and founder of Tent Farm. Are you a victim of bad tent? Are you suffering from extreme heat? We here at the Tent Farm want to help you with these horrible conditions. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. And a warm welcome and a good morning to you, everybody. We've um, we've been rolling here for about an hour and 50 minutes, I would say. We're in the last 10 minutes of the show. My name is Will Porter. To my right is Richie Altman. And this is the uh, Southern Sports Central fifth quarter radio show. We've heard from um, from a lot of people. We, we've talked about the Saluda game against Barnwell, and they are uh, the 2A state champions in the state of South Carolina. Uh, we've also talked about how uh, the Green Sea Floyds knocked down Rich Spring Mineta in uh, 1A competition. They are the 1A state champions in South Carolina. And um, all the way from Temple High School in Temple, Texas, we, we talked to some players and the head coach over, or the offensive coordinator, I should say, Coach Cameron, um, and two of his quarterbacks, one who is um, one who is on the way out graduating, and the other one is going to be stepping in. Um, I would say it's been a very, very good conversation. I think uh, Richie agrees. And for one thing, we are going to switch gears now to um, the big conference championships in college football. Last night, um, we we got the word, or or just from taking a look at it, we got the the look of Oregon knocking down Utah. And I do I do think that Utah's chances of getting in the college football playoffs are now over. Um, it, it's very slim, uh, very slim chance, if any. Um, you know, of course, Richie, I'm going to, I'm going to get you in here on this real quick. Um, what, what did you think about that game? Well, you know, it's, here's the thing. You've you got a team like Utah that's not been there as much as you've seen a team like Oregon. Oregon scored early often. They kept scoring. They're fast. They're very good. This is an Oregon team in the past that has not really kind of dialed in as much as you've seen of late of what we've seen in Oregon and, and, and there's, you know, they're flying ducks, but yet it seems like they're getting a little bit more rhythm over there. We do have a caller, I believe, uh, area code is going to be uh, 843. We say, uh, well, top of the morning. Welcome to Southern Sports Central. Hey, Richie. Well, uh, Joe, I'm back. I'm back. Sorry about that. No worries, Coach. I knew you had a lot going on. Uh, we're, we're talking uh, – we've got about six or seven minutes, Coach, uh, uh, with that being yeah, said. Man. We, we yeah. talked about that game last night, man, that Oregon-Utah game. Uh, Oregon, man, they slammed it, man. They looked like the old days of the Ducks flying around, defensively scoring touchdowns. I mean, you name it, they did it. Utah's done, in my opinion. Your thoughts on the game last night. And talk a little bit about some of the games as well uh, here today coming up, as I know every other Power 5 school, that would be four left that are going to play today. Yeah, uh, man, appreciate you letting me jump in on this. Man, I watched that entire game last night. 
And, uh, man, I was, I was talking about the quarterbacks earlier. And, man, man Oregon, I tell you, they jumped right back to, to – and I know they lost a few games this year. Uh, but, man, you know, they, they still got a uh, – man, a, like you like to say, Richie, a five-star quarterback right there in Herbert. But, uh, man, they put the running game to them. And cha- the championship teams, it comes down. You know, and, and a lot of a lot of teams look, man. You know, think Oregon just so fast and high flying offense. Man, they they hang their hat on the running game. Oh, and they just took it to like probably one of the best D lines, if not the best D line in the country in Utah last night. Man, they were just manhandling on the offensive line. So, you know, they said before the game, you know, you got the best offensive line in the country versus the best defensive line. Something's got to give. Well, man, I'm gonna tell you what, the offensive line from Oregon dominated that defensive line. And, uh, you know, where everybody likes to watch the ball, uh, you know, I've kind of learned over the years, man, watch that internal, those internal uh, battles, you know, on the line. And try to watch a game if you can, uh, man, by just watching the offensive line versus the defensive line. You know, there's going to be a lot of championship games, man. It's going to be exciting. The ball is flying around all over the place. But, man, if you get a chance, man, just, just watch. If it's not for a, at least for a quarter, just watch nothing every play. Don't watch the ball. Watch the offensive line versus the defensive line, and man, you'll see those battles going on. And that's what I was watching last night. And I love the camera shot. You know, the camera shot that comes in, like from from over the back of the offense, looking down where you can see that line play. But uh, man, uh, I thought Oregon took it to them last night. And yeah, yeah, Utah's out, man. Utah's out. And, uh, and Richie, you and I talked about this a lot off the air. But uh, man, we needed uh, needed Oregon to knock them off, get them out of the way. And then, uh, man, we, I'm going to become an LSU fan today, beat Georgia, get Georgia out of there. And, man, let's bring our boy Jalen Hurts back in, man. If, uh, you know, bring bring Jalen Hurts back in. And, uh, you know, kind of real quick, I know we're on, on the, a time crunch here, but, man, one thing I'm looking uh, that I think the, the, the playoff committee wants to see, man, they want to put LSU and Clemson in Atlanta. You know, they're going to have Tigers versus Tigers, man. They're going to have fan bases versus fan bases. Um, and, and then uh, I, I ultimately think uh, probably what the playoff committee would love to see, what everybody would like to see is, uh, you know, LSU, Joe Burrow playing uh, Ohio State down in Louisiana for that national championship. So uh, that's kind of my two cents. That's kind of my picks right there, who I think is going to uh, kind of going forward. But, uh, man, I'm going to be a big LSU fan, man, knock off them Georgia Bulldogs. You know, as a Gamecock fan, you know, Georgia's a rival, so I don't want to see them have a chance to get back in there. But, uh you know, let's go LSU, get him out of there. Let's put our boy Jalen Hurts back in it. Live right now with Coach Call. Uh, Coach, this is Will. Richie was just telling me that you're going to put a knock on Coach Self because he's, he's a Bulldogs fan. You're, you're a defensive coordinator. Um, if, if he's listening in, I hope he's not. But you just, um, I don't know, this may, that may be a rivalry. Don't go over to his house today. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, I, I know he's going to be watching that that that, George, that game if, you know, he keeps saying though. You know, he's he's at Georgia, man. He's like, you know, we're, uh, you know, we, we get right there. They get right there to the to the edge of either, you know, winning the national or something. Then something happens and they just disappoint. So I think they're up for a disappointment. Today. I think Joe Burrow's gonna take it to him. Hey, so coach, you know, it, it, it's kind of like always the bridesmaid, but never the bride. And, and that's kind of what Georgia is to me. And until they prove differently, they're the greatest team of getting there. They just can't get to the other side of wherever there is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, isn't it crazy? Like looking around, you know, with the transfer portal. I mean, you got a guy like like Justin Fields, the Heisman Trophy guy, um, and he he couldn't he couldn't knock off from you know and be the starting quarterback. But here he's a Heisman Trophy candidate at Ohio State, number one team in the country. Well, then 
lo and behold, you got Joe Burrow. He transferred from Ohio State, and now he's got LSU, and he's a Heisman Trophy candidate. So, man, and then you got Jalen Hurts, you know, who was winning national championships at Alabama. Now he goes to Oklahoma. They've had the past two Heisman Trophy winners. They got a chance to get back. Man, it's crazy. This is what, man, it's crazy. You know, these are all playoff games. You know, people want all the 16-team yeah. playoffs. Then we got playoffs right here. Man, we had a playoff game last night. Utah's out. You know, who's up now, you know? So, these are playoff, man. I fired up, man, for some, some college football today, man. These are playoff games. People want to see the playoffs extended, and that's crap, man. These are playoff games. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Live right now with Coach Joe Call. Yeah. Um, so, and, and just a little fun fact that I want to insert in here. I saw that uh, Utah, they had, um, see, they, they played, I forget where exactly that they played, but on the way back, there were billboards that said, congratulations to Utah Pac-12 champions. Well, that's not the case. Oh, yeah. They jinxed they oh, yeah. themselves with those billboards. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh. You know, I mean, that's just where, uh, you know, there. Hey, I promise you, there ain't no coach or player that thought that going in into that game. You know, oh god, you know, whoever did that, you know, man, that might have been a, you know, an Oregon fan that did that. You know, Oregon, you know, Phil Knight got all that money. Yeah, that thing, that thing probably had, that thing probably had a Nike swoosh on the bottom right side of it. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, oh geez, you know, because that was that was a, that was a Nike versus the Under Armour game last night. So. Uh, I think Phil Knight might have uh, put a few extra dollars to help motivate his uh, his ducks last night. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, well, we're going to dabble on this. we got about uh, two and a half minutes left here on the broadcast. But um, Ohio State-Wisconsin, uh, this is going to be a rematch of a regular season game. Um, Ohio State is favored by 16. Uh, this That's the Big Ten championship. Then you've, we've dabbled in the SEC championship, Georgia and LSU. LSU is favored by seven. That one's going to kick off at 4 o'clock. Then we've got the Big 12 championship, uh, Oklahoma and Baylor. This is another rematch of, of a regular season game. Baylor has a chance to redeem themselves against that, um, uh, I think it was a 20, uh, I think maybe a 21-point uh, deficit. I think we've got, we've got some problems here with Coach Call's uh, line. I think we're going to get it sorted out, hopefully, but sorry about that. Um, but yeah, we got Baylor and Oklahoma, and that's going to be a rematch. Like like we said, that kicks off in about two hours. Uh, Oklahoma is favored by eight and a half, and then the ACC championship game. It's going to be Virginia and Clemson. Virginia um, is is the underdog here. Clemson is favored by uh, twenty eight and a half. That's going to kick off at seven thirty on ABC later on tonight. So um, our apologies for for losing Coach Call here. Um, on the broadcast, but I want to bring in Richie one last time as we have about a minute left in it. Um, what's what's the biggest game that you think, the biggest conference game that's going to be uh, upcoming today? Well, you know, for me, I think you look at Baylor and Oklahoma, this is a t- game in the Big 12, right? Oklahoma, they're trying to play their way in, and they just got a little bit of help from their friends over there in Oregon, right? I, and I'm like Joe Call, he and I are big friends of Jalen Hurst. The guy didn't just jump in the portal. He finished, he graduated, then he left. And that's the right way to do things. Kelly Bryant did it very similar, if I'm not mistaken. But you get these guys, do it the right way, I'm all on your side. That, to me, is huge. Georgia, if they lose to LSU, they're out of the way. Here comes either Baylor or Oklahoma. Trust and believe me, the winner of this game will slide in. I just don't think Georgia's got enough. And if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But I think that power uh, of what you see in that quarterback over there at LSU is just too much, too much, too much. 
Well, you heard it. You heard it from us, and you heard our predictions from last night. So, without further ado, I'm going to send it off for Richie Altman and Coach Joe Call. My name is William Porter. Thank you for listening into uh, Southern Sports Central here on Blog Talk Radio. We will catch you on the flip side tomorrow. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.